0: This is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message.
1: This call is being recorded.
2: Hmm.
3: Oops. Oh my God! Pastor, who are you talking to?
1: Chelsea. I thought so. <laughs> um,
4: you. Thank you. First, for the whole week, for everything. And we praise you for what you're bringing forth through the message. To- and for what you're bringing forth that understanding um, through pastor and even through uh, whoever else we have something to add or um, whoever speaks up about your experience as well uh, and we just honor you and we glorify you and we give you this moment and this space and praise you because you're good to and you never stop giving and you've never stepped away lord you've always been even when we don't feel like it so we thank you lord
1: amen Praise God.
2: Amen.
1: So, looking to see how I'm going to start this off, Holy Spirit, what is the best way? So, we're in Mark 12, and it's the first portion of um, the verse before we move into the next particular chapter. So, as I was looking at this, uh, Holy Spirit gave me some insight and revelation that really allowed me to see this a little bit further and to really see what He's saying to us as, Disciples of Him. How do you want me to start this? Is there a story? So today I was at work and I have a close peer by the name of Shireen. And I some of you guys have met her um, here or there. She has, you know, um, to some of the events we had and and having a conversation with her you know um, she literally said to me you know it's been some time well we start talking about work and she was talking about you know just quitting because it was so difficult and it was so hard for her that she just can't do this job anymore because it requires too much And as she was saying that it requires too much and she was having such a difficult time and so I was encouraging her not to quit. And so in that place where I was encouraging her not to quit, she literally said to me, I lost my mentor, I lost my friend, and I have nobody to hold on to. And I'm running through this rough road alone. And I was kind of moved by it, and I didn't realize she was talking about she lost her mentor, she lost her friend, not realizing that she seen me as a mentor in a friend. And she literally was saying to me that she had to walk this road all by herself, and there has been no one to walk alongside of her to ensure that, you know, she reaches her destination. And... As I began to look at that, uh, it kind of moved me in the negative, you know, like, oh, my God, I didn't mean to abandon you. I didn't mean to, you know, to to leave you alone in, in a law for you to figure your way out. But yet I knew I had to allow her to figure her way out. But uh, in so many ways, I got caught up in my own, you know, things at work and I just forgot about Shereen. And, you know, she broke down and she started crying on the phone. And as she was crying on the phone, it really moved me. And I said, okay, Lord, what, what am I seeing here? You know, what is it? The main reason why I pulled away from this individual because I felt like, you know, I was a hindrance to her. And if I didn't tell her what to do every day, she wouldn't do anything. And so to me you know if i'm your mentor you got to stand on your own after a while but she was like we prayed together we did everything together and you know you were my champion to get there so i'm giving you guys a long story but to close with that story laura said look at mark 12. so if we can read mark 12 and I think you guys will see why the story makes so much sense.
3: Do you care what version?
1: Uh, what version did I read? Uh, hold on. Uh, King James, mm-hmm. and you're going to stop at the end of 12.
3: Okay, verse one, Mark 12. And he began to speak unto them by parables. A certain man planted a vineyard and set a hedge about it and digged a place for the wine fat, and built a tower, and let it out to his husbandmen, and went into a far country. And at the season he sent to the husbandmen a servant, that he might receive from the husbandmen of the fruit of the vineyard. And they caught him, and beat him, and sent him away empty. And again he sent unto them another servant. And at him they cast stones and wounded him in the head, and he sent him away, shamefully handled. And again he sent another, and him they killed, and many others, beating some and killing some, having yet therefore one son, his well-beloved. He sent him also last unto them, saying, They will reverence my son, but those husbandmen said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance shall be ours. And they took him and killed him, and cast him out of the vineyard. What shall therefore the Lord of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the husbandmen, and will give the vineyard unto others. And have ye not read the scripture, the stone which the builders rejected? is become the head of the corner? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And they sought to lay hold on him, but feared the people, for they knew that he had spoken the parable against them. And they left him and went their way. And they send unto him certain of the Pharisees and of the Herodians to catch him in his words. And when they were come. Uh, let's just
1: stop there because it's just about this particular parable and not necessarily giving the understanding of the parable because God wants to give a different way of looking at this. And so as I began to look at this particular message and to really, you know, look at the message, he reminded me of the woman. It's like he literally began to remind me You know, as a shepherd, my job is to tend to the sheep and to really, really take care of the sheep in the best way I can. And that means looking to him. But then he began to talk to me and literally tell me a better understanding of this particular message. And the way he was literally saying to me, Where's your faithfulness? In this particular situation, he sent prophet after prophet after prophet after prophet to see what he can find in the people, whether or not they were faithful unto him. But each time he sent someone, he found that the people were not faithful unto him. And so therefore, he then sent his beloved son in the same way they treated the prophet, they treated the son, even worse. And so the Lord was literally saying to me, what are you doing when I'm not looking? What are you doing when I'm not in conversation with you? What are you doing when the saints are not around you?
5: What are you doing
1: to show your loyalty to me? And he began to remind me how this little sheep that was lost, she began to cling to me. And because she was clinging to me, others felt that it was a hindrance. And so therefore, I pushed the sheep away. And the Lord literally said, how are you conducting yourself when I'm not present? And what he means present, because we have a way to say, okay, I'm in the presence of the Lord. Oh, my God, the Lord is here, there, there. And we know when we're up front, up close to God. But when the times that we're not up front, up close to God, what are we doing? What are we saying? Where's our commitment? And he literally said to me, where are you? So I asked you guys that question. Where are you? Are you? Are you committed to the cause? Are you committed to your faith? Can God send for a a messenger and find you after his business? Or is it that you're somewhere else? So I stop, where are you guys? And then not only where are you, what type of conversations you're having? What are some of the things that you are doing that if he showed up, would you be pleased with him finding you in that state? Bible says that we were supposed to, we're supposed to love our Lord with all our heart, all our mind, and all of our soul, and that means He should be our highest priority, not some of the time, not when
5: I need him, not when it's convenient,
1: not when pastor is pulling you in. But he should be your highest priority. And we should always be, because he's the highest priority in that place where we reflect on what we do, what we say, what we do not do, and how are we perceived around others. Because we're bearing his name. And so he He built this tower and he built this place for all of us to come in. And we are managers over this. Are we conducting ourselves as they did? Or are we conducting ourselves as Christ was? Ask you the question again. What does it look like when you assume he's not paying attention? He said it is something that each of you must look at. And every single one of us should be walking in the newness of life continually. Not today, here gone tomorrow, tomorrow, here gone today. He's literally saying the newness of life. And and, and it's so funny, you know, as this woman was talking to me, I abandoned her cause I got caught up in everything else. She became my last priority. And when she broke down and started crying and she said, you were the example. And what she was saying, you're the example of what righteousness looked like. And she said, I had nobody else to run to. And she said, during my most difficult challenge, just, I had nobody there. I just want to walk out. And I'm and then it moved me so much that it brought me to tears. And what she said to me also she said I felt like I had to chase you. And every time I would pick up the phone and call you you weren't available or you would tell me you would call me back or whatever. You did not make me a priority. And that's what Christ's saying. Are you making me that priority? Do he have to run after you? When when you get caught up in the things around you, do you forget about him? Are all these other things consuming you more than he is? He said, this is something I want you to look at. It's like we make sure to check in with things that is considered to be a priority to us, but we don't check in to the things that's considered to be a priority to him. And he was looking for the degree of faithfulness in the people that he rented the place out to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How faithful were they? And all they was concerned with, taking possession of it for themselves. And, and, and sometimes you look to take possession of things for yourself. That's all they cared about. How do we take possession of this? And sometimes we just want to take possession of what he has to offer and not take possession of him. Whoa. But this is really deep because if you really look at this, they wanted the owner's portion. They didn't care how they went after it they wanted the owner's portion of its inheritance and sometimes we as an individual all we want is whatever portion of the inheritance that god is offering for us we don't care about him in our relationship again stop to think again pay attention to what's being said And as I'm asking you the question, it is really you literally looking at yourself, and you're hearing yourself in the message, and you're seeing you. What your actions? What do you do? And I'm sure none of us is wow in that happy-go-like. Okay, Lord, I'm always chasing after you. I'm listening. This praise be to God. But to chase after him also means to meditate on the things that he's telling you so that you can grow into the place that he's giving you insight into. And, And so... This message talks about what Israel rejected. What are you rejecting? That's something you got to look at too. Better yet, what are your priorities? What are your priorities outside of your relationship with God? What takes up your space? I know sometimes work takes up our space and we just have to do work. and i know one day i said to the lord okay i'll catch you tomorrow i'm tired now i'll catch you tomorrow and lord you know i worked all day let me catch you tomorrow see you in the morning Again, this is an opportunity to look at it. Lord just popped in my spirit, Super Bowl Sunday. You know how everybody rushed to go home (laughs) to get in front of the uh, TV to watch your favorite show, (laughs) to see which person is going to win or to watch the show or whoever they have set forth to go here, and you can't wait to get out, and I, I guarantee you, because your mind is... A lot of times on getting home that when you come, you don't even receive anything he has to offer because it's like, okay, thanks for feeding me. I'm gone. But sometimes that mentality of, of something such as, you know, running home to watch a game is our mentality throughout our entire day. I'm running home to do something else, or I'm running to do this, I'm running to do that. I'm always running. I never stop to take the time to make sure God is my first priority. That's what he's asking. Mm I don't have anything else, (laughs) okay? He just told me to put this in front of you.
6: Um. Can I just share something and just say something? Mm-hmm. Well, first, I, I do praise God for hearing this message. is correction, but I know the Lord is correcting us because he loves us. But I, as you were mentioning the last thing you stated, Pastor, I was really thanking God. and I was even just sharing with India right now that I praise God for you just always being in a place of being truthful and always letting us know where you're really at. Because it, it always allows me to see myself because I've literally said some of the things you said, like, oh, I'll catch you tomorrow on the prayer call. You know, I'm tired today. And I'm just like, wow, like it really brings forth, like, it does make you look at yourself. What 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 type of conversations are you having when you're not readily in the Lord's face? What are you doing? What are your thoughts? Where are you at? And I know i come home and I don't sit before the Lord right away. I do a thousand things before I sit down. You know, so I just praise God for, for him allowing us to see ourselves in this. And I do praise God for you just being a leader that you are, because you always, always tell the truth. And I'm like, thank you, God, because it just... I don't want to be nowhere else, I want to be in a place that where God is speaking and telling us the truth.
1: So, I just wanted to share that. Praise God. Amen. The floor is open, because this is all he gave me. He said, put this before them," because he really wants you to take the opportunity to look at it, to really assess where you're at.
4: Um, this message blessed me because my mind uh been doing I don't even know if my mind is but I've just felt just increasingly overly focused and just distant. And it does kind of you know, this kind of uh, to me is manifested as like a like you see a, a person like with a cane. I don't know if it's like an elderly person they kinda of hit your ankle like, hey, stand in line, like get get in line basically. Not like a whack to the shins, but like you know, um, put your feet together and walk straight. You know, straight and narrow, basically. Um, not catwampus, the man really walks. Um, but um, just you know, getting my feet together because uh, today I had that experience. I was sitting in the car, and uh, um, many of you may have heard this song by Kim Walker. It's I think it's um, called the Throne Room, but I don't remember if that's the name of it. I just remember the lyrics. And I broke down in the car on the way to work, like, Lord. And I didn't even, it wasn't really, I don't know if it was a breakdown, but it was just, like, being touched by the Holy Spirit and wondering, like, okay, God, you chose now, and I thank you for choosing now. Thank you that this is the time you chose. Because I have so, um, like, like I've just somehow, I'm like, divisible from my own body i don't know if that <laughs> resonates with anybody but i felt weird for the last week <laughs> or more <laughs> and i'm like lord i'm just trying to grasp onto something that feels like you and the same time i'm saying that i'm playing stupid games on my phone that i know will not lead to anything even though i'm playing these you know games going oh i just want to decompress i want to deflate from whatever and the lord has been gently teaching me about why i'm i'm that and why it's a comfort zone and how to break free um but this morning was just astonishing and he even showed me that he gave me an assignment when he did that but it, it was something personal so he he just corrected me with that and also he gave me to minister to someone he did it in such a way that i was sitting there lord i never expected you to like you know the way he brought it to me was like you want some prize and you want some prize with that like it was literally like an addendum to what was going on and I wasn't ready for him to have me to minister to someone and I could tell because they were standing there and they just kept standing there I was like why are they standing here but then I felt a spirit and I was like God do you want me to say something oh my god I'm not ready oh my god what do I say I don't know what you want me to say and I get in the car and I start driving I'm like I should have at least tried to open my mouth to let God put words somewhere because I felt all week and a week before like jacked up and I knew the enemy was trying to point my eyes to myself and how messed up I am and how easy it is for me to slip into my own life garbage and you know just stuff that he excuses me with and you just oh you're not good enough you know um so when it was a ride from God kind of like slid into my DMs with hey this person that you've been talking to because this is your coworker who's been giving you all this insight about your job like um right now I want you to say something and we were we literally for some reason she she seen me get out of my car I looked at her and I looked at her key fob too before that not that this is relevant to anything but anyway I noticed that her key fob looked just like mine and then we're outside after work she's like oh we have the same car and I was like okay cool whatever and then Laura goes say something and I'm like what is that something that you want me to say I felt annoyed because I was like all day I haven't felt like I'm close to you like I felt in the morning so um to say this message did bless because of uh how i how i just witnessed that god is pulling me closer and he wants in that time so i don't feel i guess like i felt this morning like it just showed up and we're worshiping together and i'm thankful that you showed up and you're my dad and all this really amazing stuff like you made me realize we need to pause something it's because of other people He wants to give it to someone it's not for us to just enjoy it sometimes or maybe all the time I'm not sure, thank you pastor for uh really being candid and sharing out what the Lord gave um, for the message for us. I appreciate it
1: praise God.
7: Good evening, family. I'm going to read this um, background. There are six main characters in this parable. One, the landowner, God. Two, the vineyard, Israel. The tenants, slash farmers. The Jewish religious leadership. The landowners, servants. The prophets, who remain obedient and preach God's word to the people of Israel, the sons of Jesus, and the other tenants, the Gentiles. Imaginary use is similar to Israel, Isaiah's parable of the vineyard. It would be prudent to study this also. Found in Isaiah chapter 5, the watchtower, and the wall mentioned in verse 33 are means of protecting the vineyard and the ripened grapes. The wine press is obviously for stamping out the juice of the grapes to make the wine. The farmer was apparently away at the time of harvest and the farmers was apparently away at the time of the harvest and, and had rented the vineyard to the tenants This was customary at the time, and he could expect as much as half of the grapes as payments for the tenants for the use of his land.
1: So if you stop to think and to hear what uh, what he's pointing out, he's pointing out each individual situation, and every single thing had a purpose. And so as he's pointing out these particular things, He's literally trying to show you that everything was connected and had a purpose. It's like we are all connected and we have a purpose. But if we don't stand in our rightful position and do what he is requiring of us, then why are you here? You know, I work at an organization that they asked us a simple question, what is your why? Why do you show up every day? And most people say, for that paycheck. But why do you serve him?
5: Why do you serve them?
1: And if you can answer that question, why aren't you faithful? Or what gets in your way of being faithful? dena ma ha to kokos pakage se te se ma o se dana ma kage pe ya to ka te a res si so go And I'm just literally saying, Lord, I hear you. Not only do I hear you, but we hear you. And we're not glossing over your word. We hear what you're speaking to us even now. And as I said that, hold on. As I said that, he said, deal with what's in your heart. (laughs) Kidding, ah, who she Niki Kanaha, hosamaha some high, <laughs> it did he could ma, Maha, who she Biki Maha, Makaha, who she kidding the Mako, she be kidding kaha, kaha, Maya. He said, you must allow me into the places that you only have access. He said, what do I mean by that? These are the places that you protect from other people knowing. These are the places that you run to when nobody's paying attention to. These are the places where you find comfort in. He said, these are the places that I desire access to. He said, allow me in that I may bring you up. He said, allow me in to the places that you hide from everyone. He says, allow me to close these doors for you. He says, though that you can be able to truly give me your heart. He said, listen, 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 even now. If you're listening, you hear your own heart cry, for me. And then he goes on to say, and how many times you have asked me to remove these things from you? that you no longer want to be in these places. He said, listen, listen closely to the heart's cry. The true man cries out for freedom. And my desire is to free. Him.
5: And he said, You must hear me.
1: Be Kitako to Mana Ejah, O Shikadian Naha, Hesikitanaha. Oh, somebody, yes, God, my, do, said, Where you at? Repent from where you've been. He says, I'm not asking you to say it out loud to others, but I'm asking you to speak to me regarding it. And he says, and as you cry out, and he's literally showing me, like, let down your walls and let me in. Pastor, can you elaborate a little on um, being busy about him as opposed to being busy
0: on, you know, on your own, with your own life stuff?
1: How to get busy about him. You can just find that yourself. Anybody else on the call wants to define that? He told me you are not, meaning I cannot define that for you. You have the ability to hear him. Define that. I'm in on the call. I'm praying. Find him in you and define that. Well, I just hear involvement, but... but you can be involved in fear. You can be involved in frustration. You can be involved in, you know, Instagram, okay? You can be involved in a whole things that you're in. The things that you go to sometimes to zone out, the things that you run to, you know, just could you run to these places. It could be
5: a host of things.
1: And a lot of times we try to stay on surface, but I think you guys know the deeper issues that dwell within each one of you. I know my deep issues. And I know how sometimes I seek to mask him.
7: I reflect on, uh, I guess daily, if not daily, but just repetitively. Um, I have the, um, I guess I'll say a reoccurrence of, of trials and tribulations. And and when the pastor was was having a conversation with the Holy Spirit, what rested on me was that faithfulness, Father God loves me for being faithful. But he says, But are you obedient? And And I said, okay, Um, no, I chose, I, I have chosen more times than not, to not call upon Christ in my challengeable or challenging, most challenging moments. And I try to avoid arguments at the utmost. And... Uh, by me saying I'm just a man, I'm not saying that I I can't uh claim dominance on it over it, but I'm siphoned into it. And and once I'm pulled into a argument that I I knew I didn't want to go into. But it once I'm there I didn't stop to just say, Father God, I surrender this to you. And, but after I, in essence, just walk away from the argument, I'm having this conversation with Christ and I'm like, oh, you want to talk to me now? You want to have a conversation about it? You want to, you know, you want to pull me into it? And, I have to repent because I knew prior to but then I just I wasn't obedient I I, I say to myself I wasn't obedient and 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 I and I I feel conflicted I I feel um, I feel shameful and um, well more times than not i uh, i have I, I have a tendency to to succumb to my um, my trials, if you would uh, in that area of trying to avoid um, that heated conversation. Called an argument, um, I despise it. I've always despised an argument. It just um, in my in my uh, I'll say my carnal self. It's just a, a sign of a of, of temporary insanity where you, you you're not um, you're not using all your resources. And being a uh, a child of God, you're not even applying what you know that you have. And Father God is there for me. And I failed to do that. And that's why I have to repent on that. And, um, but it's, it's a, it's an ongoing challenge. It's an ongoing, uh, battle if you would, but, um, and I carry that. I don't deliberately carry it, but I carry it.
2: Good. I, just
1: found... okay. I mean, I just found something that really, I just found something that really. Get you to think even further. So look at this. Okay.
0: Um, you
2: want to carry here?
0: Holy is always awful. Okay. So I'm going to read. It says, um, explanation, verses 34 through 36 tells us the landowner sent his servant to collect his portion of the harvest and how they were cruelly rejected by the tenant. Some were beaten, stoned, and even killed. Then he sent even more the second time, and they received the same treatment. The servants sent, servant sent represent the prophets that God had sent to his people, Israel, and then were rejected and killed by the very people who were claiming to be of God and obedient to him. Jeremiah was beaten in Jeremiah chapter 26. 7-11, and 38, 1-28. John the Baptist was killed, Matthew 14, 1-12, and others were stoned, Second Chronicles twenty-four twenty-one. In this parable, Jesus is not only reminding the religious establishment what they were like, but he was putting in their minds a question. How could they claim obedience as God's people and still reject his messengers? We don't know how many servants the owner sent.
1: Oh, let me stop you right there. Holy Spirit just said, as she said this, how can we claim obedient and still reject the messenger? And then the Holy Spirit reminded me of himself. That many times he speaks intimate things unto us of what should come to pass, and immediately we reject the messenger. (laughs) Not only that, when words that come even of confirmation that aligns with the word that God gives you, you still question and doubt He said, how can I give you the things that I desire for you to possess when you can't even trust me? Mm. Ah. How can I take you into the places that you're desiring to go when you won't even trust me to move? Mm. He said, hear me, hear me. He said, I need you to see where you've been walking. And he said, and I don't want you to overthink this and dismiss it. He said, but I want you to give this some thought. And really assess what I'm saying to you. Don't gloss over this. Don't pick it apart. He said, don't focus on what the woman is saying. Focus on what I've been bringing forth in your spirit. <sighs> What he's literally saying, because sometimes you will listen to what I'm saying, and you'll try to pick what I say apart and say, oh, that's pastor issue. But he's literally saying, don't do that. Because you know how the message is hitting your heart. And as it hits your heart, that's him speaking to you, and he's saying, don't gloss over it. And if you really understood, if you go back in the prior chapter and you go back in the beginning of this, he started in the temple. And they were questioning his authority. And that's the place that many of us rest. We're always questioning the authority of God. How do I know this is you, Lord? Exactly. You're in that same place. That's why he's saying, listen. And, and, and the funny part about it, we know it's him, but we're doing the same thing that they were doing in the temple. If you go back and you look at this, they're literally saying to him, well, what sign can you give us?
0: We don't know how many servants the owner sent, but that is not what is important. The theme is God's repeated appeal through his prophets to an unrepentant people. In the next verses, 37 to 39, the situation becomes even more critical. The landowner sends his own son, believing that they will surely respect him. But the tenants see an opportunity here. They believe that if they kill the son, they will then receive his inheritance. The law at the time provided that if there were no heirs, then the property will pass to those in possession. Possession in 9 tenths of the law. Possession is 9 tenths of the law. This amounts to conspiracy to commit murder by the jewish leader and it is prophetic in the sense that jesus is now telling them what they are going to do to him see psalm 118 verse 22 and isaiah chapter 28 verse 16. after jesus death peter would make the same charges against the religious establishment in acts chapter 4 verse 8 and 12. the tenants probably thought that the fight for the property was over. But it wasn't. The owner would now appear on
2: the scene.
1: Wow. He said again that I ask that you reflect. He said again, I ask that you see yourself. And repent he says I am here to wash you I am here to cleanse you
5: and he says and I'm here to restore
1: And I just hear him saying, "Hear me! Hear me! Hear me!" And and this is not one of them. You don't the want to question. Because she's speaking directly to each person's heart. And even in the message, she's talking about even how we question after question after question. Do you hear me? When you already know the answer. And some of us do that. We ask question after question when you know the answer. And, and oh my God, he just says, how... Many ways do you ask for me to speak something to you before you believe, oh my god. Oh, God, show me that again. I think God gives us something, and, 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 and we just neglect what He gives us. It's like He brings us into this place, He washes us up, He cleanses us, and then we go right back to the place. Mm -hmm. And, and, And you guys, in my spirit, I hear Him crying. I hear him crying, oh my God, I hear him crying,
5: oh my God, I hear him crying,
1: and as he's crying, he's saying, my elect, my elect, my elect. Will you hear me? My elect, my elect, will you hear me? Oh my God. I've been, as if he's crying, I can feel it on me. Oh my God. It's like, I'm trying to hold it back. And instantly, you know how you cry, cry and you have a headache, cry, that you cry so hard that your head start hurting. And I feel like I'm holding it back and I can feel the pressure of my head just in that place about to burst because I can feel the intenseness of his cry. And he just keeps saying, hear me, hear me. And he just says, will you hear me? And he says, and if you do, repent. And he says, I ask nothing more of you other than that you repent. I'm going to be quiet so I can go in my quiet place with the hopes that you go in your quiet place. He said, there's one thing else he wants me to say. (laughs) And he did brought this in my spirit more than one time. He reminds me of what people do when their parents are not home. (laughs) Or somebody, the tenant's not home. You do what you want to do. And then you set everything back up as if you didn't act a fool.
5: You make it appear that everything was fine.
1: My mom was one of the parents that literally told us that what we could not do, we would do everything that she would tell us we could not do. Don't jump in the bed. we jumping all over the bed. Y'all better not have food in y'all room. We had food in our room. We did every single thing that we thought she would never catch us. And then we wasn't smart kids because we would be jumping in the bed and eating food. And then she would tell us, go to bed. And then we had crumbs in the bed. And then she would be like, What's wrong with y'all? I'm itching. And she's like, well, why are you itching? Well, there's some crumbs in the bed. Where did the crumbs come from?
5: And then we would say, I don't know.
2: Lord said, look at that
1: example. Okay, I'll let you go back to (laughs) repenting. now that you have repented let me clothe you in my righteousness once again And he says, let me restore all that I have for you.
5: And he said, trust me.
1: He says, as I walk you through. So he's walking us back through the doors that he has, open for us, and in the place that he's moving us through, he's just literally saying, don't look back, go forward, as he moves through you. And he just literally says, hear what I've called for, and he literally says to me, to say to you guys, remain in me. He repeats himself, remain in me. And then I hear, thus said the Lord. Now I know for sure I'm done. Hazel, anything you want
5: to add? Jesus, can you close us out in prayer?
6: Yes, Jesus, I thank you, and I praise your name, Father, for the word has that has gone forth tonight. I thank you, Lord, that you allow us to get through another week, Father, despite of what we all went through, Lord. We all came together for your purpose and for your will, Lord, to hear this message tonight because you want us to be free. You love us and you want us to get back on track. So I just thank you. I'm thankful for each and every person that is on this call that heard your word tonight. And I truly hope that we remain in this place with you. Lord, I just give you all the things to praise and honor and the glory, Father, for just being so merciful, so merciful. You just give us so much mercy, Father, so much grace. Chance after chance to get it right. You stand outside of time, Father God, to give us time to get it right. And again, I just say thank you, Lord. I thank you for our pastor, Father, for just always being willing to hear you to bring forth these messages in truth. I thank you for the correction. I thank you for the wisdom. In the knowledge, Father, that you ever so willingly give to us, Lord, I bless my pastor. I bless each and every one on this on this call, and I thank you again, Father, for all that you are to us. In your righteous name, Jesus, I pray. Amen.
2: Amen. And say your good
6: night,
1: Luke.
2: Oh. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night
6: go
2: ahead. Oh. Bye,
6: everybody. Be safe for all that's driving home. How you go. Pastor <laughs> Kia. Be safe driving home and everybody else that's there. Okay.
0: If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry we pray that you will partner with us by giving you can visit our website tqfm.org also remember to subscribe for more messages like this